Welcome to our new podcast series, The Jacks Current. I'm Broderick Green, Senior Director of Business Development at Jacks USA, and happy to be your host. I'd like to introduce my co-host, Tina Worth. I am Tina Worth. I am the Vice President of Workforce Development for the Jacks USA Partnership. Happy to be here. The podcast series is going to be bringing together interesting people who are influencing progress in Northeast Florida, and welcome to our first broadcast. We want to kick off the series by speaking with Jerry Malott the president of Jack's USA Partnership about economic development in the Jacksonville region, where it's been and where it's heading. So, Jerry, when we say we do economic development, I get a lot of blank stares. Um, I don't know. How do you explain economic development to, say, a family member and what you do? The most interesting part of life was when I asked my children a long time ago what they thought I did for uh, for work, and they told me I probably gave out maps. That is not what we do <laughs> for economic development. You know, it's really short and sweet for me. It's all about helping create more jobs in our region and helping develop capital investment, which increases the tax base, creates construction jobs, and, and just has an overall impact on the economy. That's terrific. What are some of the misconceptions people get about Jack's USA and economic well, development. Misconcept first one would be uh, a lot of people might think we're government, but we're not. We work with government, but we're a private organization, part of the Jack's Chamber, and we're the economic development arm. And what's also a little bit different is that we have formal relationships with seven counties in Northeast Florida uh, that all work together in marketing and doing research and finding projects and bringing jobs to the area. All right. Give us maybe a high-level view of some of the exciting sort of things that have marked the decades since you've been here in Jacksonville. Making me sound old, but I've been here 23 (laughs) years. And I'll tell you, the most exciting and biggest deal was getting the Jaguars. Uh, That was happening right at the time where I was being asked to consider this opportunity, and it made such a difference. I said yes to it because I knew an NFL team would change everything about a community the size of Jacksonville in our region. That was something. That That was was. a week-long party, wasn't it? (laughs) You know, it it really was. I happened to be here for my final interview right when the announcement was made, and my word, it was so exciting to be in the stadium when Wayne Weaver came down in a helicopter and all, but it it really marked a huge change. All of a sudden, Jacksonville, who had not even been thought of by many companies around the country for anything, was now on the radar of so many different companies because they thought, hey, if the NFL would pick Jacksonville, something really cool is going on there, and we ought to check it out. It kind of quickly became one of 32, right? It, I mean, it, it's, it, it, it limits the pool pretty quickly in terms of communities that people are going to look at. And it made us a major league city. It didn't necessarily make us a tier one because mm-hmm. that's a population base, but it made us major league, and it really uh, caught everybody's attention. What are some of the other things you've seen in the 20 years that you've been here? Well, another interesting element was when we had the Super Bowl. I'll tell you, we went to one of our biggest highs. I had always found after I came here that it felt like we had a little bit of an inferiority complex uh, relative to other places. But as we were leading into and executing the Super Bowl, we had swagger. I'll tell you, we got our (laughs) swagger back. And it was a big, big deal, major deal. One of the other things that I would tell you that that happened because of a failed project was the start of the Outer Beltway, which I think is going to have an enormous impact on the whole region, uh, you know, for the the rest of our future. But we were trying to get a Mercedes project at Cecil Commerce Center, and um, we didn't get it partly because we didn't have a, a major exit at Cecil Field off the interstate. Well, even though we didn't get the project, um, the governor and the mayor at the time said, 
they were willing to stay with it and build that interchange and begin the Outer Beltway as part of that process. And again, it's going to be a game changer for the long term. That's terrific. That's great. Is there, you know, you've done projects of all sizes, you know, small, medium, and large in your tenure here. Um, is there one that stands out? Is there a favorite deal that you look back on in your career and say, that's the one that's my signature project? You know, it's funny. There are probably two that stand out in a, in a big way, and they both have the same name, interestingly. Fidelity National Financial was headquartered, Fortune 500 firm in Santa Barbara, California, and um, working with them to bring their headquarters here, and it happened so fast. First meeting in February, they made the decision in April and started operating in August, and they have brought 2,000 very high-wage jobs here because once they came, they divided it into Fidelity Information Systems, FIS, and then now we have Black Knight that's really part of FNF as well. So by far and away the most important project and most impactive that in, in my history really anywhere. The, the second one that was very interesting was Fidelity Investments out of Boston because they did the most pure site selection search it drove us crazy because they visited 12 different times because every team that would go back to Boston to report would say, you're not going to believe this, but we really like Jacksonville. It's not Nashville. It's not Charlotte, Tampa, Atlanta. We like it. And they didn't want to believe it, but we wore them down and they picked us and uh, now have about a thousand jobs here and have just, just one of our wonderful major firms. So many of these projects, um, you know, they take time. And, and you end up being involved with a lot of people. So is there, a, is there sort of a signature moment from one of those projects that, that, made, that made you realize that you know, we were in the right place to move forward? You know, um, I suppose there, there, there have been so many, in all honesty. We've been really blessed in this region to, to have a lot of growth and a lot of great companies. One that comes to mind is GE Oil & Gas. Just a few years ago, we were working with them. We had the right building. We had the right uh, environment, workforce, et cetera. But in, in the middle of the project, they told us no, because the cost differential, uh, pr primarily from incentives, was too great. And they said, we're going somewhere else. And we, we pulled our, our local and state team together right away and said, you know what, we can't take no for an answer. And working together, the city, the state, the developer, and, and other folks made our deal better really put our best foot forward, went through Governor Scott to call Jeff Immelt, the chairman of GE, and managed to turn it around, and they picked us for this wonderful 500,000-square-foot project that'll have well over 500 people. And and I just recall that as being a signature deal of you don't no doesn't have to mean no. In this case, that would be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I tell you what, let's talk about the banner, banner year that was 2016. Holy cow, guys. There were headlines flying left and right about all the fantastic yeah. people coming to the market. It's a good year. You know, it's, it's been one of those years that you, you hold on for the ride. Uh, it, you know, a lot of the projects that we work on throughout the course of the year, it ebbs and flows in terms of pace for the year. This one um, ended pretty strong. And so it's highlighted by... So there were two big projects... <laughs> Uh, that will create over 3,000 jobs, the two big Amazon deals that together are 2,700 new jobs and, gee, like $300 million in capital yeah, investment. Yeah. And then Ernst & Young bringing 450 jobs here, uh, a lot of high-wage uh, activity, uh, 
But I'll tell you, as much as those were two great deals, Broderick can tell us about a lot of smaller but really important deals that were also part of this year. Yeah, we're, we're very fortunate to have Mercedes-Benz um, USA uh, relocate an engineering services group here. Um, and that was a project that uh, wasn't really on our radar when the year began. Uh, we worked really hard to build a relationship with them, and they're bringing you know, high-paid engineers into the marketplace. We certainly think it opens the door to working with Mercedes in the future. We also had Rander, which is a startup tech company, uh, announced that they're going to open, uh, bring 200 jobs here to the Jacksonville marketplace. And that one was unique because the CEO of the company kind of picked us on his own. Um, he didn't uh, do an extensive site search like a lot of the projects that we work on. Uh, he was very pleased to find the tech talent here more than up to par for what he needed. And so that was pretty exciting. So it's exciting to know that while, yes, we have these large projects that are going to get all the headlines, We've had a lot of success throughout the rest of the year with other projects, with, with very well-known and even some newer companies as well. So let me, let me add, because th- th- this is unusual, we got our first Chinese manufacturing project uh, this year called Hans Mill, moving uh, manufacturing direct from China to here. They're building it out. They are so excited, and, and it's going to be a big project. Um, uh, manufacturing products, for kitchens uh, particularly. Uh, we got a 3D printing company out of Europe in the medical uh, industry, and we've got a Scottish company, City Refrigeration, that is doing major uh, work in grocery store chains across the country. So it's been a big international year as well. Speaking of international, can we just say the big boy? <laughs> it's not technically, you know, an economic development deal, but IKEA. We have an IKEA. We've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody's very excited about that. In fact, with that thought in mind, they're also excited about Amazon. Forget the jobs. We get our stuff <laughs> fast. Maybe same day delivery uh, in the not too different. We're busy people. Future. We can't wait two days. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, listen. Um, Let's look ahead now for for a little bit. We know and we hear that, particularly with this tight uh, labor market, with unemployment as low as it is, that that moving forward, and even as it stands now, talent, the talent pipeline and talent availability is more important than ever. Let's talk about that for a minute, because, I mean, that's really driving, that's driving the majority of your conversations, is it not? It's the number one thing that we hear from, uh, from companies that we talk to. Um, they're going to go where they can find the people. And so a talent pipeline is critical for them. And I I don't know how much that's changed in the last decade or so, but it's it's been the number one issue in every project that I've worked on recently. But the difference now is that our unemployment rate below 5% makes it far more challenging on us to prove that we can Mm -hmm. help them find the talent than it did when unemployment was 8 or 9% uh, coming out of the recession. So, but it, it is really the the big deal. Yeah, There's no doubt about it. We're finding. I mean, I'm noticing in in my work that a lot of employers are getting back into the internship game. They're really mm-hmm. engaging with the schools, even as uh, even down into the K-12 level on partnerships, so that they can kind of get first dibs on the good talent coming out of here. And we've got some really innovative partnerships that are that are neat. And in fact, a couple we'll be highlighting in future broadcasts as well. You know, I think that that leads into another element of economic development and, and, and how this region can position itself to be different. And it's uh, changing the conversation a little bit by saying uh, more, more, doing more than just job attraction and job expansion, but looking at more community building and, and trying to position yourself for success going forward. I think the successful communities are going to do more of that, not less of it. 
Um, and so it's a chance for us here to stand out by saying, look at all the things that we're doing to build a great community where people want to live, and therefore employers are going to want to find the people that want to live in those great communities. I, r- I really agree that the quality of life uh, is very important because that is also what attracts people here to build our workforce over time as well. But uh, GE Oil & Gas, uh, going back to that project, they wanted to be here after experiencing our environment. We still had to cross the numbers deal with them. But I think what made them come back and think more about us, even though we didn't close the whole gap, was the, the great place it was to live and work here. Are there any things, Jerry, are there any things that you look forward to happening in the community that make you excited about where this region's headed? You know, I see the continued evolution of wonderful places to live. I know 23 years ago when I moved here, I, the first couple of days I was only able to narrow it down to 12 neighborhoods where I would love to live. Well, that has continued to grow and expand. I mean, places like Wildlight in Nassau County, of course, Nocatee, one of the fastest growing areas in the country in St. John's County. That's happening all over the region, just wonderful places to live. So that, that is one of the things I think is important. As we talk about the Outer Beltway, that certainly is, um, is something that's going to expand how we use so much land we have throughout the region here as well. But we're going to see downtown development, the shipyards. Uh, I love what Shad is doing uh, and Mark Lamping over at the stadium with a new amphitheater and practice fields that, in effect, are becoming an entertainment center. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have lots of good things happening. You know, it's funny thinking about your, um, your comment about neighborhoods. One of the things we hear the most from our executives, particularly those executives in um, human resources for our larger employers, is when they try to explain what Jacksonville is, well, shoot, all of us have a little bit of that sh- struggle. I'm, mm-hmm. Five Points is incredibly different from the beaches, which is different from Mandarin, which is different from Nocatee. And so, um, you know, one tool we were really proud to stand up that got a little bit of traction and we continue to sort of build some stories is this Find Your Jacks. So we have got a website up there called findyourjacks.com that is designed to help people find their Jacksonville. If you're a young family, that's great. If you're a hipster, you're going to be looking for something else. Yeah. So I think that's going to be an exciting way for us to communicate the, the many facets of Jacksonville. No, no doubt about it. I, I, that is a wonderful place to go. And That's I think we plug. all have our own Find Our Jack <laughs> stories that make it great. I would tell you this. I think one of the things that's that's emerging that makes us stand out is everything about water. We have a river, an intercoastal, the ocean, and lakes. And uh, the more we talk to people, that seems to be a theme that resonates about helping know who we are. High quality of life, water-related. You know, it's funny you say that. Um, I moved here from New Orleans. And in South Louisiana, our relationship with water is very different than most places. And so one of the first things I did when I moved here, I drove out to the beach and I stood in the Atlantic Ocean up to my knees. And I called my wife and I said, guess what I'm doing? I'm standing in the Atlantic Ocean. You don't go stand in the Gulf of Mexico. You don't stand in the Mississippi <laughs> River. You don't stand in Lake Pontchartrain necessarily. So it was it was a great uh, differentiator for me to have a place that really embraces water and everything that comes along that comes along with it. So, well, Jerry, this has been fun. You know, let's let's wrap things up a little bit. We're going to end each episode with either a fun, thought provoking question or a series of rapid fire questions to kind of keep our guests on their toes. So for you, the question that I like to ask is: If your entire life were a movie, what title would best fit? Wow, several things come to mind. Probably Fast and Furious <laughs> 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 would be uh, 
would be apropos. <laughs> we weren't talking about your driving. It's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's, it's a larger... It's bigger uh, picture right. here. Bigger We're talking picture. <laughs> but, but I would also say it could be a wonderful life, because it really has been. Over the next year, we are going to talk with a lot of people who have influenced Jacksonville and kind of made it what it is today. Um, that's going to be through business and through education. And I'm really excited because next month, that's right up my alley. We're going to have um, Gary Chartrand, uh, chairman of Acosta Sales and Marketing, and also the founder of our um, of a STEM hub that he's been working on, and Mark McCombs, uh, founder and executive director of Renaissance Jacks. He is a energetic young person who is really getting kids excited about uh, the future of STEM. So we'll be having a, uh, a conversation about the growing FIRST Robotics program and some of the work of the STEM Hub in our next broadcast. It should be a fun conversation. It's... Thank you all for joining us. Jerry, thank you for joining us. You uh, thanks for joining us on The Jack's Current. We'll see you next month. Bye, everybody. Bye.